Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not-so-known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Jennifer Gutman. Hello, world. Today's guest is a marketing and business development executive with extensive professional experience spanning over 15 years. He's famous for his time spent at Medallia, the world leader in customer experience management software, and Panaya, Infosys's portfolio SaaS-based change intelligence solution. And he has vast experience, including go-to-market strategies, product market fit, demand gen, brand building, digital transformation, mobile and social media management, and establishment of global marketing and sales teams, uh, both in the B2B as well as B2C industries. And if that's not impressive enough, he also provides CMO advisory services, tactical and strategic consulting for early stage up to enterprise level ventures, as well as being a sought out keynote speaker, lecturer and workshop facilitator in the fields ranging between marketing, technological innovation, social networks and growth in startups. Please join me in welcoming Deckel Weissman, the current VP of marketing of Trend Demon to the show. Deckel, are you ready to get radically transparent with me? I'm already Jen. I love it. I love a good radically transparent conversation. And, you know, I have to confess, I've been counting down the days for this because you just have such an interesting background. So with that said, could you just quickly give us a brief look at Deckel and your brief professional journey, um, you know, and how you found yourself over at Trendemon as the VP marketing? Yeah, I mean, my, my story is quite unique. Uh, my childhood um, um, dream was, in terms of profession was to be a journalist. And, and I started my career um, looking at different media channels uh, um, where I can professionally grow. Um, so I, I, I tasted a bit of all, you know, I've been a bit in the radio, a bit in the TV, and then um, writer and in, in in a reporter in, in a newspaper. And then I kind of uh, found my way to online media. And uh, since I was covering tech um, and a lot of um, startups um, and, and in, in Israel mostly, um, I kind of fell in love with that field. And I said, I mean, why do I do that from outside? I mean, I, I have to be a part of it. And, and, the, and the place I most kind of fit in was in marketing. So kind of my career led me into the, the tech world. Um, and then I found myself in, in the sweet spot that I am today, um, helping startups and helping um, tech companies um, succeed and, and achieve their goals. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy and lucky that, uh, that this career path led me to where I'm today. Well, the industry is certainly lucky to have you. And for those watching in on YouTube, you'll see this really awesome hot pink, black, white logo uh, next next to Deckel. And, you know, it's it's proud representation of Trend Demon, where you're currently at. In, in one quick sentence or elevator pitch, if you will, what yeah. value does Trend Demon bring to your customers? So, so Trend Demon helps convert more of uh, your anonymous website uh, 
uh, visitors and to sales opportunities. So we we are actually very connected to the um, to business success and not just you know leads or or MQLs or whatever. Um, so think about it as how can your website actually impact your business. So we're gonna circle back. <laughs> to that, you know, how your website can impact business. We're going to circle back to, you know, get those leads to the website, then what? Um, mindset. But until we get there, I want to ask you, you know, as a VP marketer, as a seasoned marketer, as someone who works daily with CMOs, what is currently keeping you up at night professionally? So I would say, I mean, out of all the things you can imagine, um, I'll give it a title as, as problem solving, right? So um, there's a lot of challenges, both technological challenges with today's, you know, uh, software and, and data and, and, and all the things that come in together, as well as, you know, um, solving problems for my own business and solving problems for our clients, you know? Um, and, and that kind of uh, um, is an ongoing thing that, that I, I, I think about a lot, you know, and keeps me up, you know, pretty much these days. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no shortage of problems in marketing. And I had a, um, a colleague who once had said to me, hey, Jen, you know, there are no such thing as problems, only challenges waiting to be solved. And who doesn't love a good challenge, right? But then it sounds like, you know, one too many can certainly be the tipping point to keep you up. You mentioned data and kind of sifting through. What what would you say would be the biggest challenge for you right now with you know technology? You mentioned technology data. Like, well, if you had to call out one challenge, yeah, I, I think since um, a lot of uh, solutions today and a lot of um, especially in you know the mark, marketing technologies, the martech industry, um, a lot of um, vendors provide data. Mm -hmm. And they're like uh, the gold standard for data as far as they're concerned. But when it all comes together, and that's a good question, you know, from a VP uh, or CMO uh, level perspective is, okay, so what's the source of truth? If, if I need to choose one single source of truth, what would it be? Um, if everything was aligned, uh, absolutely, you know, 100%, and that wouldn't be a challenge. But unfortunately, that's not uh, how I see things today. And, and I hear from many of my colleagues, you know, okay, so fine. Do I look at solution A as my um, single source or solution B? Or where does it come together? So I, I would say, you know, one of my challenges from a te uh, tech and data perspective is to make everything uh, uh, speak uh, the same language and uh, and 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 even if it's an integration so that, uh, first of all, that I can trust it, uh, the data that I'm looking at, and then the, so that my stakeholders um, or my clients, you know, can also look at that and, and agree that, okay, so everything is, is well connected. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting there, right? Because you need your, your MarTech stack and you need all of your technology to be speaking the same language in, in order to essentially attempt right, to find that single source of truth. And, and that could be why you're coined in the industry as the customer experience guru, right? Because in order to create an impeccable second to none customer experience, you really need to make sure all of your systems are speaking together. You need to really understand that journey. And to zoom out as marketers, right? We spend a lot of time getting back people, getting people back, sorry, to our website. And as we mentioned earlier, right, I would almost argue that today it's a little bit easier to get people to the website. But Deco, like, right, once we get them to our website, 
then what? Like, what are some of the strategies that you're using or you've put in place to take your customers through that second to none journey once you understand how they're getting to your website and what do you do? So I'm happy actually that you asked that, Jen. Um, I think that th- uh, that's one of the like the million dollar question I get asked the most uh, before I join Trainingman and, and, and obviously today um, because a lot of people get pe- uh, um, their visitors or their um, audience to the website and that's kind of like where their uh, link to that ends and, and they don't have a, a lot of visibility what happens. And, you know, just like a, just as a small anecdote, um, you know, I, I get uh, to ask a lot of people, you know, how's your website performance? And, you know, that's a question that there is no kind of a benchmark. They either say good, good meaning what, or they say bad and then bad meaning what, you know, yeah. but there's not a lot of, um, um, you know, we're talking about radically transparent, not, not a lot of transparency over there. So what my kind of strategy to, to deal with that challenge is, is to take a very uh, pragmatic approach. So first of all, um, I would say um, step one, okay, you want to identify uh, um, who's on your website, identify the visitors, and then identify the account if you're in, on an account-based marketing approach, um, and see what, what can you learn about that. Um, and then once you identify, either if it's um, um, through data that you have in your marketing automation, your CRM, um, and, and the, the, the connection to other uh, uh, vendors and providers, then you want to segmentize. So um, you first need to understand what's the right segmentation to your business, okay? Meaning whether they're uh, customers, prospects, or whether they're you know like different lines of business, different product portfolio, um, what have you. And then the next step would be uh, to build an audience based on that. Okay, so now that you know who's who's coming, what what are what's the characterization of these audience or this persona? If it's uh, if you're looking at a, a at a person base or an account base. Um, then you you would have to build an audience. And then once you build an audience, it, it, it makes your life much easier. Then it's just left to target them. You target them uh, um, um, on your website, on your offshore uh, channels, on your social media, um, on your paid campaigns, um, and, and everywhere. And then um, the last piece of it is to to personalize their experience. And this is very important because you, because a lot of people and, and a lot of, uh, of professionals look from the business perspective. I would uh, um, um, advise, you know, to try to think and look from um, the customer or the visitor perspective. What content would they like to consume? What interests them? Uh, where do, do they, do you think that they'll engage the most? Um, and then like last piece of, uh, of the puzzle is to measure that. And if you can measure that, you'll see the impact growing to your business. So I, I love that journey. I'm going to throw a curveball at you now. <laughs> the curveball is this, right? Looking back and it can be at Trend Demon or it could be at any other organization that you've been at. But when you've started to understand your audience or their journey or kind of map out what was actually happening once they've landed on the site? Was there anything that had surprised you um, about the audience that maybe, you know, as a marketer, I know we like to like hypothesize a lot. Was there anything that, that kind of surprised you or stood out that you wouldn't have otherwise known if you didn't do that journey map? Yeah, uh, I think that um, um, through uh, mapping the buyer journey, you see that, um, and our data supports that, that um, only 10% on an average of the content actually gets consumed 
throughout the, the journey. So people produce today a lot, of, especially B2B, um, pr produce a lot of content, but when they try to uh, start to analyze it, uh, they see that only the 10% uh, of the content gets consumed and then- Breaking my heart. <laughs> it's breaking my heart. That. So, so I think that I think that um, to to your question here, the, the 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 biggest challenge to everybody would be to identify what ten percent of the content and then double down on that and produce more content like that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Thanks for taking that curveball with ease. Um, so I want to switch over to an area of expertise, you know, on the Octopus side, but social media, right? We're all. I just read something on LinkedIn that that came out of a report that in, in 2022, the most sought after jobs in demand right now are social media managers and digital marketers. And earlier you had shared that one of the, the, the problems keeping you up at night, if you will, is um, you know how do you solve the issue, let's say, of social or when it comes to paid versus organic, right? It's a challenge. Um, we all know the world of paid social presents its own unique challenges and, if, and same with organic. But what are some of the biggest challenges um, you're currently encountering with paid and how are you overcoming them? Because those can be some big challenges. And let's face it, we all know, right? Paid isn't always the be all end all when it comes to success of getting the leads you need. So, so let's break it down first of all. I see an equation on what, um, that has on one end, you know, the paid versus organic okay. uh, question, and on the other hand, it has the earned versus owned media. Oh, challenge. throwing a curveball back at me, Deco. Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, um, social itself is, is is a channel. Okay, um, is is a place that people usually tend not to look for uh, for solution. It's 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 traditionally considered um, a top of the funnel. But what we see is that it's, it's, it's way more than that because uh, people go in and out, you know, mapping journeys we discussed earlier. There's no linear line in mapping a buyer journey uh, to, in, in the world today. And people are, are engaging uh, at first on social media, then they can go back, back to your, uh, your own uh, uh, media channels, such as your website, your blog, um, your mobile app, whatever. Um, and then they come back to social for, for looking for proof, right? And yeah. for, um, um, for get, gaining more uh, support from, from audience or communities. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, I think that the, the, to your question, um, as long as uh, the, challenge, uh, the challenges of, um, of, of paid versus organic, you have to first um, uh, put a measurement in, in store. And then every business is very unique. They, some businesses uh, succeed very well only from organic, they, they have great content, spot on, they know their audience, they know what, what, um, what uh, drives engagement. Other, other uh, companies would put uh, an effort on paid media, but even, even if so, they have to drive uh, people to places where they like to engage with them. So yeah. if you, you maintain the right balance between the paid and the organic, as well as the earned versus the owned, I don't think that one can replace the other, but a good balance, that is is um, is customized and tailored to your business needs, and you'll see uh, success from these activities. I like that you threw out the earned versus owned. I think that's a very relevant conversation to be had, and we can certainly do a part two episode 
simply <laughs> on that topic. Yeah, and, and you know what, what, what we discovered um, in, in these terms, um, we actually look at, uh, at, at your, your company's website as a sandbox for content experiments, right? So you can gather your insights based on, on the content you have on your website or on your blog, and then get um, very meaningful um, data that you can uh, take outside or, or offshore. Um, and um, and I, I would recommend everyone listening to this podcast to do their experiments of content on their website before they go on to social media. And that can help uh, with their social media strategy they can help with their campaign strategy if they uh, if they sponsor content if they paid uh, if they paid for um, distributing the content on other channels as well. So that's good advice. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to share. That's a hot tip if I've ever heard one. Can you say it one more time? Just say it, say that piece of advice one more time. Yeah. So so, so look <laughs> at your website as a sandbox. Experiment with it, um, and then take that out to your social uh, media strategy and to your, to your paid campaign strategy and look what content works and then uh, just multiply it on, on, on your other channels outside the website. I love that. Dekel, that's brilliant advice. So I hope everyone listening wrote that down, underline, star, highlight, whatever you need to do. That's a great tip. So as marketers, as seasoned leaders, right? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. And if you think back for a moment about your career, about being a VP marketer, about paid versus you know organic, earned versus owned. If you knew now what you knew, or sorry, if you knew then what you know now in terms of social media, would what would you have done differently, if anything, sooner? I think that um, what happened uh, recently, uh, maybe because people get, got more educated on technology uh, and techno- uh, marketing technology solutions, as well as you know um, the impact of COVID, work from home, etc., um, is that people um, became more aware of their um, anonymity, uh, and uh, I think that uh, they care about more about their. Uh, um, privacy as well. Um, and you see that both on social media and as well as other aspects of our life. Um, you know, uh, taking some stats out here, um, we uh, today, um, um, 80% of, uh, of journeys uh, overall are anonymous. And then looking, uh, I think more than 40% of, uh, of uh, website journeys are anonymous. I, get, I guess that the, the similar uh, data on social media. So if you kind of... Uh, put a, a gate or put a form or just try to get people information on a sneaky way. Um, and that's be, me being very uh, radically transparent with you. It's just not going to work. In 2022, it's not, not, not going to work. It might have worked on some levels on, in 2020, uh, but today it's going to be very challenging. And there's two ways to, to look at it um, today. Um, one way is that we don't want to force people to provide information. If people want to keep their anonymity, they can do that. Uh, and, and we respect privacy. And once people are ready, um, they can, um, they can uh, share their information or even you know, engage with your business solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one aspect. The other aspect is that you can do a lot with, uh, with data coming from intent uh, such as account-based marketing intent, such as uh, um, analytics 
and you can learn a lot uh, about your customer or about your prospect just based on that. Um, so you don't have to, you know, um, get someone, you know, um, propose on the first date. I like, I like to say that you don't propose <laughs> yeah. on the first date with your, with your web uh, visitor or with your social media um, um, audience um, and, uh, and let it uh, build a relationship. And then you can um, define your business much better and impact it. I would have to agree. I think that's, that's some great advice as well, because for a while, I think we were so obsessed with identifying the who, which don't get me wrong, we still want to do as marketers. But I think now we almost respect that anonymous journey. We go with it. You know, We understand what type of journey that looks like, but it's okay if it's anonymous. So thanks for calling that out. I have two more questions for you. So sure. the, the next question, I'm just so curious because I know at Trendyman, um, you've just started there. Congratulations. And, and you're already rocking it. If, if you're not already following Decl on, on LinkedIn, I highly suggest it. Um, but what would you say is your top tip uh, for a VP marketer starting in a new role in 2022? Um, today, more than ever, I would say you have to learn learn a lot and uh, learn multidisciplinary uh, uh, fields of your business. So one thing very important, especially if you're in a B2B uh, software company, is learn the product, be the best expert of the product. You know, we call it uh, SME uh, um, in a lot of our businesses, uh, subject matter expert. Be a subject matter expert on your product um, and, and learn, you know, the pros and the cons of it. Um, second, I would say uh, learn your audience. I mean, that's, that's always important, you know, uh, but, but learn, try to put yourself on their shoes, look at their pains, look at their needs. Um, and then obviously see the opportunities between product and uh, consumer or product and user. Um, and then that's where the sweet spot is. And a lot of uh, initiatives, uh, um, especially in, when you're new at the role, comes from that because uh, you have an, like an out-of-the-box uh, um, um, perspective uh, yeah. on the business since you just joined, you know, everyone with their own experience. Um, and, uh, and I think that uh, um, I see that today in my role. I see a lot of opportunities opening up um, just based on what I learned and what I, and, and what I know now um, two months in. Um, and I would recommend everyone to do that. So if it, if it means, you know, hold your horses a bit before you, you, you know, you attack the market, before you, you launch a lot of initiatives, um, take that time. And, and it's very important. I love it. So I'm going to close the show on my absolute favorite question, um, right? Because we were talking earlier about social media and you know data, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't uh, socially stalk you before this episode to learn as much as I could about you so I would know how to craft the show. Um, but I'm curious to know, Dekel, what's one thing you can tell us about yourself that if we were to head on over to LinkedIn we wouldn't know from just your LinkedIn profile. So I think, and, and that's, that's interesting, uh, fun fact, um, and that may be the linkage uh, that I have to be between Trendyman and Octopost. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been a, a, a user and one of the first customers of both Octopost and Trendyman what? in 2015. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, fun, that's a fun fact. Uh, and, uh, and, and I, I knew the, the product before I knew the company, both companies. 
Um, and I'm, I'm very proud, you know, that uh, um, I was lucky enough to experiment with a very, very premature uh, version of, of, of Octopus, which is a great, you know, solution that I love using today. And as well as Trendyman and a lot of uh, earlier versions. And today, you know, uh, I, you would completely uh, not recognize um, Trendyman five or six years later. Phenomenal. I, I think that that definitely goes to show just how enthusiastic you are about startups, taking the risk, right? <laughs> joining, joining on board, getting to know the product when, when they're really just, you know, in the infancy. But I'm proud to have had you as one of our very first customers. And I look forward, uh, you know, to, to future conversations. Dekel, thanks so much for joining. If anyone listening would like to learn more about Trendemon, your thoughts in terms of, you know, buyer journeys, social media, earned versus owned, where is the best place somebody can connect with you? LinkedIn, number one place. I mean, I'm very avid LinkedIn uh, user and uh, feel free to hit connect, you know, um, and I'd love to have a conversations uh, with anyone uh, on that platform or we take it away um, um, offline. Fantastic, Dekel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.